Deep inside every one of us is a lion waiting to be unleashed. Are you ready to be unleashed into your destiny? As we stand on the edge of time, the web of deception is being unraveled. Carl Joseph offers you the red pill and the keys to unlock the shackles of your mind. Get ready to be transformed by God's supernatural power. Let's join him now. Friend, truth has no boundaries. It exists in all spheres and forums of life. And today I'm going to share some truths with you about the global warming movement. The reason this subject comes across my desk is because those who zealously embrace and espouse it have crossed over into preaching repackaged forms of paganism or pantheism, and that's when I must draw the line. The truth is, man is infinitely more valuable to God than the earth that was created for him, because we're eternal beings made in his image and likeness. But scripture also reveals this earth will soon burn up by fire in God's coming judgment. Jesus Christ gave his life for humanity, not terra firma, my friend. Christ's blood was shed for the sins of mankind, and there is no sinfulness in our carbon footprint and no shame to breathing out. To claim CO2 as a sinful byproduct of our very existence is to attack God's creation itself and the way he designed our bodies for his glory. So where exactly did this concept of global warming first gain momentum? It started in the Club of Rome when they produced a report in 1993 called the First Global Revolution, and I quote from page 75 of this report. In searching for a common enemy against whom we can unite, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would foot the bill. The real enemy, then, is humanity itself. Fear, fear, fear. It's the same old story. Psychologists tell us that fear is the primary motivating factor in influencing rapid change in any people group, and the global warming crowd are all about creating fear. Listen to that Club of Rome statement, friend. How sinister, how dastardly to make a statement that humanity is the enemy. Let me ask you this, friend. Who else claims that humanity is the enemy? You've guessed it, none other than Satan himself. And there's no doubt in my mind this global warming agenda originated with Satan and was later propagated by those who hold to a socialistic agenda whose primary goal is to rob the wealth of the middle class, placing it in the hands of a wealthy elite. But to all those staunch environmentalists out there, I have bad news for you. The Word of God states that although this earth has already been judged by water, it will next be judged by fire in 2 Peter 3, 7. And I quote, But the heavens and the earth which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. This world will burn in the not-too-distant future as part of God's judgment, so don't hang on to it too tightly, my friend. Its preservation is a futile pursuit, I'm afraid. God simply is holding this earth on layaway. It's reserved for fire and kept for judgment. The truth is we don't need to save humanity or save the earth from the perceived threat of global warming which is built on manipulated research, lies, the destruction of historical temperature data and the intimidation of climate change critics. Christ already saved humanity on the cross and the earth is soon to be burned up as I've said. 
God created the earth for man, not man for the earth. But the global warming agenda seeks to undermine God's word by claiming that humanity is a parasite that sucks the life out of their divine earth. In 1979, James Lovelock wrote a book called Gaia, A New Look at Life. In his book, he claimed the earth was a living entity, shifting man's focus away from the rightful worship of Yahweh God into the false worship of Mother Earth, being a godlike entity with emotions of her own. He suggested, and I quote, The biosphere is a self-regulating entity with a capacity to keep our planet healthy by controlling the chemical and physical environment. This self-regulating entity is nothing more than old-timey paganism sold to a gullible modern world whose idolatrous worship of the earth has been in direct competition with the true and living God for millennia. At its core, anthropogenic global warming claims that as man-made CO2 levels rise in the Earth's atmosphere, the overall level of global temperature also rises in the same proportion. But this assumption has never been verified by the credible scientific community. It's not a clear-cut cause-and-effect relationship, despite claims by former Vice President Al Gore that the science is done and dusted. Friend, global warming is a hoax. People today have been duped into thinking they're guilty for the increasingly dire state of the Earth's environment, when nothing could be further from the truth. What if everything that you've been told about global warming was wrong, friend? What if these were lies propagated to push a hidden agenda to the mass population? The science that some contend is solid for global warming has in truth never been accepted by the wider, true scientific community. For 12 years straight, from 1998 through to the year 2000, the Earth's temperature in fact dropped. Then, for the 18-year stretch from 1993 through to 2011, the Earth has been in a cooling period, not warming period. So let's look at some facts right now. Real historical facts, not the latest fear-mongering from the news. What's the very first thing any scientist or engineer does when making a forecast of future trends? They look at the past and they look at raw data. If we have data over long time periods, then it's fairly simple usually to make a reasonable forecast. So let's look at the data ourselves right now. The Earth has experienced several warming and cooling cycles in its history, and it has nothing to do with man-made carbon dioxide emissions since the Industrial Age, as many claim. Between 250 BC through to 45 AD, Europe and North America experienced an unusually warm period for seven centuries. Then during the Dark Ages, from about 535 AD to 900 AD, the planet experienced a colder period and it was reflected in the poorer health and diminished agricultural production of Europe during that time. Then starting in 900 AD through to 1300 AD, we see a warming period once again. In fact, temperatures were 2 degrees Fahrenheit higher than they are today during that time period and many centuries before man started burning fossil fuels. In ancient times, Great Britain was documented as having vineyards in the southwestern part of England. And believe it or not, they're starting to produce wine in the UK once more. Don't forget that during this time period, the Vikings conquered Greenland, and it was called Greenland for a reason, because it wasn't covered in snow. The Vikings, too, started growing grapevines in previously uninhabitable areas when they visited Greenland. Then, from 1350 AD to 1850 AD, the Earth went into another cooling period that scientists call the Little Ice Age. 
During this 500-year span of time, temperatures drop by 3 degrees Fahrenheit on average, and this, of course, predates the Industrial Revolution. So this medieval warming period I just described, though well documented, remains ignored by the global warming movement. The truth is, friend, the Earth is in perpetual flux when it comes to climate change, and history proves this. The late great Grant Jeffrey coined it this way, Quote, the unfounded climate theory preached as scientific orthodoxy is built on deliberate deceptions regarding historical falsified temperature records and an unproven scientific climate hypothesis, unquote. Friend, the cold hard facts, no pun intended, are that solar radiation levels, cloud coverage, and volcanic eruptions are the key drivers to climate change, and not man-made CO2 levels, and the interminable warming and cooling cycles of the Earth, centuries before man's usage of fossil fuels, reveals that man is not the cause of climate change. Friend, don't get me wrong, I believe in climate change. It's called spring, summer, fall and winter. The climate is changing all the time. The sun, that bright orb in the sky, is the most prominent determinant of any temperature change on Earth. And to ignore the sun in the global warming hypothesis is ridiculous. Now, right now, there's a petition signed by 31,487 American scientists, including 9,029 PhDs, rejecting the global warming agreement written in Kyoto, Japan, in December 1997. Their conclusion is that the proposed limits of greenhouse gases would harm the environment, hinder the advance of science and technology, and damage the health and welfare of mankind. So what exactly is the impact of embracing this global warming agenda on society? Well, friend, everything in our lives runs on energy, and particularly the usage of fossil fuels today. The plastics we produce, the cars we drive to and from work, the trucks that provide deliveries and airplanes that carry mankind all run on fossil fuels, which global warming advocates claim are killing the environment. The reality is, if we embrace their agenda, humanity as a whole will be placed in an economic recession, which will lead to a depression because it desires to shut down our capitalistic way of life. It will cause a massive reduction in the quality of life and standard of living in Western nations particularly, accompanied by the reduction of tens of millions of jobs in the United States and most tax revenues from this environmental extortion will go overseas. Marxists and socialists have hijacked the green agenda, friend, and they propose worldwide taxation for every person who breathes out. Carbon dioxide is essential to all plant life on Earth. The more CO2 in the air, the faster the plants and trees grow through the process of photosynthesis. The purchasing of carbon credits is yet another money-making scheme for the rich, akin to medieval indulgences, robbing from the middle class and making the rich even richer. Friend, we get up every morning, we kiss our loved ones goodbye to go to work. We work hard for our families and all the while, some politicians are scheming for a new form of taxation, using global warming as the evangelistic branch for coming globalization. The global warming movement, if it goes ahead with all its plans, will bankrupt the middle class of the Western nations and the environmental regulations of the straitjacket that will be used to accomplish this. Friend, don't take my word for it regarding anthropogenic global warming. I'm going to quote to you some renowned people. 
According to Warren Meyer, who authored A Skeptical Layman's Guide to Man-Made Global Warming, he said, and I quote, In America, socialism is bent on removing individual freedoms and placing the government in charge of our lives. The global warming issue is an important strategy for the advancement of socialism under the guise of saving Earth, unquote. Professor Harold Lewis, one of the most respected and published physicists in the world and emeritus professor of physics at the University of California, Santa Barbara, said, and I quote, Global warming is the greatest and most successful pseudoscientific fraud I have seen in my long life, unquote. Also, the co-founder of Greenpeace, Paul Watson, actually quit his position because he realized the Marxists and globalists had subverted the environmental movement for their agenda. He famously said, it doesn't matter what is true, it only matters what people believe is true. Friend, let's get down to brass tacks here. Any Christian should desire to be a good custodian of the environment. We should recycle our goods as best we can. We should take care of God's green creation, no doubt. But that does not mean we embrace the belief that man is the reason for the world's environmental woes. William Penn once said, Men must be governed by God or they will be ruled by tyrants. And the truth is the global warming movement has begun a tyrannical agenda in the vacuum of our ungodly society. So what can we do about this? We can write to our senators, governors, and leaders and make it very clear. We, the hard-working Christian men and women, will not be suckered into another deceptive form of taxation, labeling us as the enemy of the earth, when it's the socialists of this world who really desire to strip us of our wealth using global warming. Having created an imaginary existential threat rooted in fantasy and not scientific fact. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who's witnessed God's supernatural power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl is a unique researcher who investigates current affairs, societal trends, technology, cults, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button.